How can I help you, miss? Asked the bartender. I'm here to see Michael O'Shannon. May I ask who's calling? Katie Fitzpatrick, if you must know. Katie, what are you doing here? Michael said as he came down the stairs. Looking for you, Michael. What do you think I'm doing here? Didn't Sean tell you to stay away from me? Yes, he did. So, of course, you did the opposite of what he told you. Are you sorry I did? No, I'm so happy you did, as he reached out to kiss her. Don't you get any ideas, Michael Shannon. I'm still engaged to Tom. Yes, Katie. I'm sorry. I had a little to drink before you came. Yes, I heard you torturing your neighbors with your singing upstairs. Ah, oh, come on, my singing is not that bad. Right, Brian, Michael said as he looked at the bartender. Brian shook his head. Don't put me in the middle of this. I know better. Can you stay for a while so we can talk, Katie? I miss talking to you already. Yes, I can stay for a little while, but not long, or Sean will come looking for me. They took a table toward the back and started to talk. At first they talked about their day, but then they talk, began talking about their future their future dreams. While they were talking, Katie was thinking, he really cares what I want and feels. She had tried to talk to Tom about her dreams for the future, but he never seemed to listen. Michael did. Time passed by quickly, and all of a sudden Michael realized that Brian was beginning to light more lamps. He jumped up and looked out the window and really realized the sun had set. Come on, Katie, I need to get you home. Katie got up and followed him outside. She grabbed his hand as he hurried back to her place. When she got there, she stopped. Thank you, Michael. I can find my way home from here. Are you sure you'll be safe? Yes, I'll be fine. She knew that Sean would be furious, and she wanted to avoid a confrontation between him and Michael. Fortunately, Sean was not home when she came in, only Patricia, his wife. Are you all right? Patricia asked. Yes, I'm good, just tired. Katie went to bed and was about to fall asleep when she heard Sean come in, drunk and yelling. She heard him yell at Patricia, and then he slapped. So sobbing, she covered her head, wondering what had happened to the loving brother she once knew. She hoped he was still around and she could find him because she barely knew the man in the other room. When she got up in the morning, she didn't say anything to Patricia, who clearly had a mark on her cheek. So glad you made it home last night, Sean said, getting up from his breakfast. I'm sorry, I just lost track of time. Yeah, I'm sure you did. What do you mean by that? Never mind, we'll talk about it when I get home. Sean said as he walked out the door. That was a conversation Katie was not looking forward to you. She also knew that she needed to find a place of her own, that staying with her brother wasn't going to work. Fortunately for Katie, by the time Sean got home that evening, he was too drunk to care what Katie did or didn't do. Over time, Katie found herself trying to avoid Sean as much as possible, especially when he was drunk. She would spend much of her time in the market, or with Michael, as she could. She only went back home if Sean wasn't there, or to sleep and eat. 
She did like talking with Patricia. Patricia was a small, quiet woman with short brown hair and a nondescript Irish face. She was always kind and gentle. Occasionally, when Sean was not drunk, he was kind and funny, like the brother she remembered back in Ireland. Unfortunately, those times were increasingly far and few between. Despite her wish, Katie continued to live with Sean and Patricia. It was the only arrangement she could afford. She and Patricia became close friends. They talked about everything. The only thing they didn't talk about was how Sean treated Patricia. One late afternoon, Katie came back and I'm talking with Michael to find Patricia sitting at the kitchen table with bruises across her face. Oh, Patricia, are you okay? Yes, yeah, silly me. I tripped and hit the cupboard. Katie shook her head. You know we can talk about anything. There's nothing to talk about. It. I tripped, and that's all. Katie started to say something but stopped, realizing nothing she could say would change anything and might make things worse. Katie hated to admit it, but her brother was someone she did not recognize. So far, he had not touched her. A couple of days later, that changed. She was cleaning and had started to move a small boy's shoes when Sean stumbled drunk to the door. Don't touch that, he yelled as he grabbed the shoe and shoved her against the wall. Katie looked up at a face she didn't recognize. Oh, Katie, I'm so sorry. Katie didn't say anything as she got up. As she started out the door, she turned around. You will never do that to me again. Not waiting for Sean to reply, she turned back around and walked out the door. She walked down the sidewalk, tears filling her eyes. Are you okay? Katie looked up to see Hazel, the butcher's wife, talking to her. I'm fine, as she broke down sobbing. Come on, let's you and I have some tea and talk. As he walked back to the butcher shop, as he entered the shop, Hans looked up, but didn't say anything. Katie sat at the table as Hazel made some tea. Tell me what happened, Hazel asked as she handed Katie a cup of tea. Katie paused for a moment, then told Hazel what had happened. Hazel didn't say anything, she just listened and nodded until Katie had finished. I don't know the man that did that to me. The shot I knew back in Ireland was funny and kind. Do you know where, whose shoes they were? You need to ask Patricia about them. I tried, but she shuts me out. Please? Hazel paused for a moment. All right, Z has the right to know. Those shoes belong to Sean Jr. Who? Sean and Patricia had a boy about three years ago now. He died about a year ago. But, but how and why didn't Sean tell me? You need to ask Patricia about that. I've already said too much. Katie got up. Thank you for the tea. I need to go back. Are you going to be okay? Yes, thank you for the tea. When Katie got home, Sean was gone, 
and Patricia was home alone. Please tell me about Sean Jr. Katie looked at her. How did you find out about him? Hazel told me, and then she explained what had happened with Sean. Patricia sat down at the table. After a moment, Katie sat down also. He was a beautiful boy with curly brown hair and green eyes. He was happy, curious, and full of life. Sean loved him terribly and was a great father. What happened? Patricia paused, her eyes filling with tears. We were out walking when Sean Jr. saw a puppy in the street and ran after it. He ran in front of a wagon before the driver could stop, and he was trampled under the horse's hooves. Sean ran toward him and lifted his lifeless body in his arm. I watched as the light in Sean's eyes went out that day. I just stood there frozen, staring at the wagon, screaming. I felt like I had fallen into a deep hole filled with fog I couldn't find my way out of. Patricia paused for a moment, staring out the window and thought. What happened? Hazel happened, Patricia laughed. Katie just smiled and nodded. She wouldn't let me stay in the hole. She kept trying to pull me out, no matter what I said to her. And I said the most awful things to her. We were having a shouting match in the middle of the market one morning. I was telling her she could never understand what I'd gone through. She got really quiet and said, My son Ralph was killed by the police. I will never see him again. All I could say was I'm sorry and start bawling. We went to church and then back to her place where we talked and cried all afternoon. When I left, I felt as if I was coming out of the fog. Sometimes the fog still comes over me, but now I know I have someone I can talk to. You can't talk to Sean? No, but I pray someday that will change. What happened to the driver? I don't know. As it was happening, I remember looking at him, thinking, I've never seen a Negro turn so white. The next time I looked up toward the wagon, he was gone. I heard rumors that he was found later trying to hide, and a mob, mob drug out, drug him out, and hung him from a lamppost.